Tennessee Titans fans, welcome to this all-new podcast. My name is Asherati, and I'm joined by Tyler Whipple. We're thrilled to bring you an all-new thought-provoking podcast that talks all things Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. My name is Asherati, and I'm joined by my good buddy Tyler Whipple here. Uh, let's just dive really just deep into it right now. That Texans loss was bullshit. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. It was inexplicable. There's no other way to really describe it other than just God awful. I mean, there are so many other words that I could say that would just make this podcast just go. And I really don't want to do that, but man, <laughs> Offense played terribly. Defense played great aside from the first drive. And anybody that doesn't think the defense played well can really just, you know, freak off. Um, The offense kept turning the ball over, putting them in horrible positions. I mean, the Tannehill interception was returned into from their red zone into our red zone. The Chester Rogers punt really pissed me off because there is no reason for him to try to be blocking. There is no reason. Get out of the fucking way and let the ball get down at the five-yard line, okay? It was a terrible boneheaded play. Chester Rogers, uh, I mean, yes, he's done some great things for us in the return game, but that one killed us, absolutely killed us, because they scored a touchdown on that. And I I think that's what made it 19 to nothing. Yeah, they did. And, and man, God, the offense had – you know, they were putting drives together. And the Adrian Peterson fourth down and inches run, total head scratcher. Uh, the offense is just crumbling. And yes, I understand there are injuries. And yes, I understand that they have been just destroyed at the wide receiver position. But you cannot run the ball on fourth and inches with Adrian Peterson in the game. The guy, everybody knows he's getting the ball when he's in there. It's like Derrick Henry. So right. why not use a Tannehill keeper? Or even, you know, just a good old-fashioned quarterback sneak. I'm a big believer in the quarterback sneak because if you can't trust your offensive line to push somebody back, you know, literally four inches, I think is what it was. I didn't have a ruler. Um, I didn't have a ruler on me. I wasn't on the field. But it did not look like it was much. If you can't trust your offensive line to push them back a yard to get a first down, then you need to just trash your whole offensive line. But, you know, that that's my take on it. I could go in depth for probably five more minutes about it. But I want to get your thoughts on it. What did you think, Tyler? Um, 100% agreement. Completely inexcusable. Okay, well, maybe back off the inexcusable. There are some excuses out there. But it, it's the play calling has been absolutely <laughs> atrocious the last few weeks. Um, I'm not sure what's Todd. I don't know if he's coaching scared because of all the personnel issues we have right now. But like you said, that, that – that one-yard play, the Adrian Peterson up the middle, come on. Everybody in their mama knew that play was coming. Just, hey, maybe play action there. Something different, a screen, something. You know, stop coaching, scared. Um, let's, let's just try – we're playing with house money with all these players anyway. You might as well make some business decisions and take a few chances, you know. I know we don't have the, the, the people that can really take the top off the defense right now, but – you gotta make. You can't respect. You can't expect to run out of ten man boxes there and, and get a yard. We're talking about professional athletes on the defensive side of the ball. 
you're not going to get that push. And you're getting it to a 36-year-old running back. And it really changed the game there. And, you know, another thought I want to make on that play. The third down before that. Why is Anthony Ferkser catching that, that ball not past the sticks? You know, he just made a lot of boneheaded decisions this year. And he's not – you know, Anthony Ferkser really hasn't lived up to what we thought he was going to be. If he catches that ball across the sticks there, you know, the out route he got thrown on that third down before that, we're not in that problem, you know. We have a first down anyway. But that that's besides the point. You know, I just want to maybe point that out. But they the, the offense has been anemic at best in certain situations since Derrick Henry's been out. Uh, and I think a lot of it's going to play calling. And, of course, we've got a lot of it going to injury. But – the the loss to the Texans is is a really hard pill to swallow. They got to move forward. I believe they will. Uh, but like a side note, I want to make before we go on into the podcast, and I, I know we maybe sound negative and opinionated, but we're passionate about our team. So don't say we're not fans because we're we're you know pointing the fingers where they need to be pointed. We're just passionate and we want to see improvement. Um, I see a lot of Twitter bots saying, oh, if you don't, if you say this, you know, you're not a real fan. You just need to find somebody else to root for. That's bull crap. You know, um, I really, I love this team. I want them to do, I want them to play well. And, you know, when they don't play well, it bothers me. You know, it messes my whole weekend up when the Titans lose or the whole week. It screws so, my whole week up. My entire right. week is ruined. So we want, we want to complain and here, here, you know, we're venting right now to you guys. And you can vent back to us, you know, because <laughs> this is like Titans Anonymous here. Um, it's tough sometimes, you know. We're, but you got to remember, we're still eight and three, and um, we're just passionate fans, and we we expect a better product against a one and eight team. Yeah, and, and you know that has to start with Ryan Tannehill, and you know. It's it's not fair to rip him to shreds, but it's also not fair to not give him a pass to elevate this team. You know, the best players elevate their teams. And yes, I know he doesn't have a ton of a ton of any much of anything to work with aside from an incredible defense right now. And which it's, it's time to start calling that what it is. The Titans defense is playing lights out right now. They were put in horrible situations in that game. They forced seven straight three and outs to end that game. And, and, you know, granted, the last one was the Texans kneeling down. But, you know, they they did their job. They rose up when they needed to. And uh, Tannehill has got to be better with the football. And a lot of that is probably him trying to feel like he has to force things because of just mm-hmm. all of the bevy of injuries and everything that he's dealing with. And, you know, I, I like Tannehill. I like him. I think he's the quarterback for our team. I think he fits the mold. The people that are calling him Trent Dilfer on Twitter are ridiculous. He is better. He has had a better – last two years of his career have been better than anything Trent Dilfer has ever done in his career as an NFL quarterback. The only reason Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring is because he played on arguably the greatest defense of all time. And yet, sorry, sorry, Trent Dilfer. If you want to come on here and you know, <laughs> you, you know, want to come at me, by all means, join the pod. We can debate your career all day. You, you were not a good NFL quarterback. You were the game manager on a team on a defense that literally was the best defense of all time. Um, yeah. So all my homies hate Trent Dilfer. Um, overrated. <laughs> Stop calling Ryan Tannehill Trent Dilfer. He's way more athletic. 
way better of a quarterback. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Tannehill? Yeah, and you know, Trent, and Trent Dilfer, if you want. Hey, to you know, Trent Dilfer's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, that, that's always against. You know, that's always going to be in his legacy. But you know, like you said, ultimate game manager. Um, I think that ultimate game manager has changed now. You, you see your Ryan Tannehills and your Jimmy Garoppolo's and your Derek Carrs. They're the game manager now, but game manager now are playmakers. All Trent Dilfer did was hand the ball off and throw five yards slants and screens. So it's a little different now, you know. So that's a bad comparison. Ryan Tannehill um, has been a top five graded PFF quarterback for the last two years. Um, I'm always going to defend the guy. You know, I, I have a, a Stormtrooper jersey of the guy. what I wore yesterday. I really believe in the guy. Um, he has had some boneheaded turnovers of late. His internal timer is off. You know, he he don't trust the pass rush anymore. He, um, I don't know if he really thinks the receivers are going to be where they're going to be because they have chemistry issues. I can make a million excuses for the guy. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's still making the throws, and the throws are going to the other team, and that's never a good thing. And uh, he really he cost us the game yesterday, let's be honest. But he's afforded one bad game or two bad games because the guy has won so many games for us in the last two years. And I want to make a note of just a comparison, okay? If you take Ryan Tannehill or, excuse me, if you took Patrick Mahomes and you took away Travis Kelsey, you took away Tyreek Hill, you took away Damian Williams, and you took away Miko Hardman, Asher, do you believe that Chiefs' offense would be nearly as explosive? No. Uh, no, no, Tyler. I don't think any quarterback can succeed without their four best players not on the field, like their four best skill position players. Um, Ryan Tannehill, you know, granted, has been dealt that unfortunate hand, and he has to play with it, um, and it sucks. So I will not tolerate any Ryan Tannehill benching, Ryan Tannehill – trading, signing of other quarterbacks, slander. I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to look at it. And, you know, it would not surprise me one bit if the Titans go up to Foxborough and they win that game by, th- by like, 40. Right. the Titans do. See, Asher, let's think. Think of what the man's lost. He's lost possibly the best running back of a generation. He's had a this, – this running back he lost was uh, having the best 30-game span in the history of the NFL, people. He lost that running back. Um, he lost a first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver, Julio Jones. He lost A.J. Brown, his by far his favorite target. You know, he, he's looking for A.J. Brown every play. And, and he AJ lost Brown Marcus Johnson. A.J. Brown is on a path to be a Hall of Famer. Right. Let's and look. he lost Marcus Johnson, who was the biggest playmaker of the week last week. He's gaining that trust. And Marcus Johnson's a real guy. I mean, Marcus Johnson's a dude. And people are underrating him right now because he ain't getting the targets. But Marcus Johnson, if they re-sign that guy, he's going to be a dude for this offense. And um, that's a big that's a big problem to be dealt that Tannehill's had. So that's all I got to say about that. I think Tannehill's the guy, and uh, we're going to move forward from that. And we're going to bring on the fan of the week. Uh, me and Asher are really excited for our next guest. Um, I think most of you guys, if you're really ardent followers of the Titans, or if you're on social media, Twitter, for instance, you know this guy's name is Preston Penn. We're really excited to have him on, and um, let's get him in here. Now it's time for Talking Two Tones Fan of the Week. 
we're joined today by uh, Preston Penn. This guy's got the absolute best man cave, like, on the face of the planet. He's got over 400 game-worn jerseys. He's got 25 game-worn helmets from the Titans. He's got everything from signed photos of, of Rob Baronis all the way to Derek Mason and, and beyond that. He special teams to quarterbacks. Uh, Preston, thanks so much for joining us, man. We're really lucky to have you on here. Appreciate you guys having me, man. It's always fun talking Titans, even after a loss that we shouldn't have lost. But you know how it goes. Yeah. Oh, God. You're, you're telling me. We, we beat six playoff teams in, this year, and then we lose to two teams with a combined win win rate of four. It's it, And then we're probably going to go to – Probably going to go to New England and win that game somehow. It's an enigma, but, God, that's why I love this team. Um, so, Preston, we're going to just dive right into it. We're going to ask you a couple of questions, you know, just let you talk. We want to hear want to hear your, your side of things and kind of pick your brain a little bit. Let's do it. Yeah, Preston, we're really excited to have you on, man. We really appreciate you being here. With that being said, man, let's get right into these, uh, these uh, fan questions that we do here at Talking Two-Tone. Um, First off, man, how long have you been a Titan fan? Since I got here. I kept thinking if we ever, when I was a kid, if we ever got an NFL team, I would go to as many games as possible and I would support it, you know, 100%. And we got lucky when I was about to graduate high school that they're going to have the Titans here. I thought, man, this is freaking awesome. We're going to have a, a team 20 minutes from my house and I can go to games and just fell in love, man. I love it. It's just – it's like every Sunday home game. It's just – it's like an 8-5 to five all day kind of thing to just – enjoy every part of the game day experience. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That is, yeah, that – man, I'm telling you, when the Titans win, it makes my entire week, and when they lose, it ruins my whole week until Sunday rolls around. But uh, jumping back into it, what would you say your favorite memory of the team is, Preston? God, God there's so many, man. I mean, it's just – it's there's cool memories that I've had, like, off the field. I mean, like, in games and off games. I was listening to Titans Radio on the way home, and they are actually talking about the Thanksgiving game in 2008 where the Titans steamrolled the Lions in Detroit. And, you know, it's the 0-16 Lions, but mm. still, I mean, it's just cool to see Dave Ball doing the turkey dance and Chris Johnson <laughs> having a good game. And it's just stuff like that. There's so many good memories. I mean, even like this past weekend, we hung out with Ryan Mouton and Nate Washington and just hung out and just BSed for a couple hours. It was, it was just cool. Stuff like that is – every bit as cool if not even cooler than getting to see the memories on the field because it's just it's just all of it together is just cool awesome man uh nate washington seems like he'd be a really cool guy to be around i follow him on twitter he's, he's got some really insightful tech i really i really like listening to what he's got to say so I, i'm sure that was a lot of fun yeah he's definitely fun he's funny too i mean he and Mut- muton's funny um a lot of those guys are really i mean People look at them and it's like, okay, you know, eat football, breathe football, sleep football, bleep football. You know, it's there's so much more to people than that. And, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't want to be just known as football players. They want to be known as they play football, but they also have interest in this and that. And it's just, they're just like us, regular everyday guys that just happen to play football. But you are right. Nate is pretty funny in person. He just, he talks about how much he hates social media. And I can see why, because sometimes I hate social media, but. I try to remember the good part of it, good part about it, because it brings so many people together. And if it's used in a good way, then you can do you can do so many good things to help people. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah that's really yeah cool. But 
Um, what, maybe did you get a chance to ask Nate, how does he feel about the tanner roll? Because, you know, he's the one that really started doing the finger roll and the two-tone blue. So does he have any opinion on that? Did, did that come up? Yeah, with Nate, um, I didn't ask him about that, but I did get him to sign two of his game jerseys while we were there. He told me to bring him, you know, while we were hanging out. Sweet. Yeah, did you bring, uh, bring the Patriots and the Texans one? Yes, sir. I have the last jersey he ever wore, which is that Patriots jersey. It's right before he got cut by the Patriots when he didn't make the uh, the roster in, two, in, in 2016. Hmm. Oh, God, that was such a juicy signing, I think. Nate Washington was one of the most underrated signings from the Titans. I mean, he had that incredible catch against, I think it was the Lions. That yep. Should have been the catch of the year where he just mm-hmm. almost Tyron Prothrowed that guy. Remind me of, yeah, definitely reminded me of Prothor. I know you guys are, being from Alabama are real familiar with that one, but oh man, yeah. that um that was that was a great catch. And just that game was was awesome in general. That was a shootout. I think it's like 44-41. That game's yeah. one of the best games, that maybe the best game I've ever seen at Nissan Stadium. And there's been some good ones, but it just it was so freaking hot. So of course it was gonna go to overtime. I like I had no doubt. <laughs> it was it, it was miserable. And but it was but it was cool. It was cool watching it. I mean, there were so many they scored so many different ways in that game. God, yeah, that 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 was a fun. Like they had they had a lot of like really close games with that Jake Locker era. And you know, right. I, I I thought you know at the time the Jake Locker pick was a pretty bad pick, but he played well for us. He just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, and Dude. I thought so too. I mean, and people thought, okay, well, they got the year before. If he come out, he'd been the number one pick. But oh, yeah. people talk about that, and then. What happens, he slips to eight, I think, and he just – I don't know. It, I hate to say he didn't love football, but after four years, you're willing to walk away. I, I mean, do you really love it? Or do you just know your, at that point your body is saying you shouldn't be doing this anymore regardless? Mm-hmm. And it sucks because he was really a talented college player. He was fun to watch. He was gritty. He was hard-nosed. He was a good leader. He, he did whatever he needed to do to get his team to win, including rushing the ball, putting his body on the line. But it just – at some point, I guess sometimes your body gives out earlier than, than later. Yeah, it was unfortunate for sure. Um, so, uh, Tyler, you got you got that last question? Yeah, um, we've talked about a lot of players already, but uh, maybe uh, do you have a favorite Titan of all time? And if you do, who is it? I, the easy answer is always McNair. Easy answer is always Eddie George or, you know, Derrick Henry, someone like that. That's always the easy answer, but – Trying to think, Gulick is one that has been just—he's a good guy off the field. He's great on the field. I mean, the guy is just an awesome dude. And nobody says Bullock, so I'm going to say Bullock just because, but uh, for that reason. And, and the guy was so underrated, criminally underrated. Only had one Pro Bowl and should have gone to a lot more. Not that Pro yes. Bowls by any means are the barometer for what you're going to rate how good a player is. I mean, All Pro is more, vastly more important. But the guy was a great athlete at linebacker and if he played right now how much better would he be he would be a top 10 pick if he had been played now because of the way that teams move people around you know players around like that in those different hybrid schemes i mean look at if isaiah simmons can be god almost said isaiah wilson knock on wood um, god jesus christ um if uh if isaiah simmons can be a top 10 pick in this in this nfl today keith bullock sure as hell could be the way that he can move around play safety linebacker rush the passer Drop back into coverage. I mean, that dude is awesome. Bullock was awesome, man. That guy could do anything. He just – I hated that his last year he went to the Giants, but I guess if there's one team he could have gone to, go, you know, go play for your team where you – you know, you're from. You're from New York. You finished your career there. 
you, you now now he lives here and he has a bit a coffee shop here. So I mean, it it worked out like the way it should have, but it just sucks that they let him walk. I want one of these just one of these guys to finish their career as a Titan that started that was great. Yeah. You know, to your point about the uh, him having all the non-pro bowls, but he has the all-pros, maybe we got that in Kevin Boward right now. He's not getting the national attention. Maybe he will be a Titan for life, especially being from the area or playing right. college football here. Maybe he, he'll fill that shoes for you. Man, I hope so. He's from Atlanta, right, if I remember right, correctly? Yeah. I he played college in Middle Tennessee. MPSU, though. yeah. That's literally 15 minutes from my house. It's pretty cool. It's time for Titans Trivia. All right, Preston, let's get into some trivia with you. Let's um, do it. These are probably going to be pretty pretty easy for you, but um, I'm going to lead us off here. Who did the Tennessee Titans select with the 41st pick in the 2005 NFL Draft? Is that Michael Roos? God, what are you good? Yeah. <laughs> like a robot, oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> man. <laughs> I remember that because I was an intern at Titans Radio that year. And uh, I remember we picked Pac-Man and, you know, we were talking. It was like, there's no way they're going to take him. And then they took him and it's like, oh, my God. And then they took <laughs> Roos and they're like, who is this guy? And I turned out to be such an awesome yeah. pick. And yeah, I did. You just never know, though. You know what I mean? It just never know with those – with players. It's smaller school players especially. I mean, you don't know with any big-name players or big-school name school players or whatever. You, you just don't know about anything. There's no sure bets. Of the three other coaches that are head coaches in the AFC South, whose staff has Mike Vrabel been under in another location? Let's see. David Coley. Uh, Urban Meyer, of course. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah coach with uh, good old Urban. That, uh, got in, isn't that a walking punchline right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Good Lord, that guy's a scumbag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Full Jaguars, hey. Yeah, golly. All right, this one might be a little bit more difficult. Probably not, though. Prior to A.J. Brown returning the onside kick against the Colts for a touchdown, who is the last player for the Titans to return a kickoff for a touchdown? Is that Mariani? No, it is oh, wow. Darius Jennings in 2018. That's right, DJ did. That's right, I forgot. Yeah, man. That was a tough one. That was a really tough one. They should, no. Man, they should have kept him. I liked him. I liked him a lot. I mean, that guy could – he's kind of like Chester Rogers kind of. You know what I mean? He can do a little bit of both. But he'll get speed. out of the way of a punt. Good God. Yeah, Oof. that was that was baffling. I don't know what in the hell he was saying. I don't think he does either. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah. That whole game was weird, honestly, guys. That, was, that whole game was freaking weird. It was just like, why was it in a full moon? Because literally pretty much everything – nothing in that game made sense. No, no, it didn't. Everything How many did, NFL games you have a five to zero turnover differential? It's only a nine point loss. That's exactly you know? what I was about to say. I mean, it felt like that game should have been a thirty five point swing or game, but it was a nine point game. I'm like, how is this a nine point game? Like, defense. I mean, how it, it's insane. But then it's like the defense played great. The offense didn't play bad, but it's just it, it was just a weird day, you know. Mm-hmm. It, was. it really was. It really was. Like you know. I, I really got to give a shout out to the defense, though. The defense has been playing lights out lately. I mean, everybody during the reg- or before the season started was just dogging the defense, saying how bad they were from last year, and they have been playing lights out as of late. 
Agree completely. Yeah, they have, they have played a lot better. Um, all right, wrap us, bring us on home with the trivia. Then we all can right. really talk some talk some some Titans with Preston. Okay, last trivia question for you, Preston. Um, all right, whose head did Albert Hainsworth stomp on? Andre Gerard. That's a little layup. Yeah, yep. you get that one. <laughs> I was at that game. It happened in me front too. of me, and I'm like, did he actually step on? I'm like, holy shit, he stepped on his head. Oh my god. I'm like, it was. It was weird because he stepped on him, and I was lit- I was one hundred six, and I'm like, "Did he?" He's like, "He did." Oh my god! Okay, well, he's Dude, a pro that, to help. That <laughs> game was insane. That was that was insane, and then just the whole exchange of him and Fisher was insane. I mean, the whole that game that was another weird game. The, the funny thing is, there's actually another thing that happened in that game that's even funny, even worse. So. There's a guy I know that I didn't I didn't know at the time I know met him now met him years down the road through like you know going to Memphis games and stuff and they that he um he's a Cowboys fan and he went down there and the in the tunnel okay and there's the very end of the game where they throw stuff up like whatever like gloves hats whatever T.O. throws his hat up and this guy he's like my height he's a little short probably like five six or five seven somewhere on there not tall we're not tall I get it I admit it but so he jumps up tries to get this hat. The guy sitting in the corner is like six four, looks like a bodybuilder. He like this guy bump the guy I know bumps into this guy's wife. This guy picks him up. The guy big guy picks this my friend up and it's like starts like he's gonna choke him. And I was like, Oh my god, what's going on here? No cell phone, unfortunately, because this would have been like viral. It'd have been awesome. Oh god. <laughs> they ended up having like 10 ushers, policemen, uh just security guards. It was insane. Same game, of course. I'm like this Of course. I'm thinking, why you know, you should have just stomped him in the face like Albert did. It would have been better. But right. <laughs> I mean it's just but the whole thing was and, and I, I feel bad because I mean Albert's always been cool to me. So I never want to you know, I never want to say anything bad about him. That just I was just one of those unfortunate things. But man, this thing that happened in my section was just really pretty funny. It it wasn't funny but it was, but it's just I thought this guy was going to kill him. I, I thought, is he going to throw him over? I mean, is, what's he going to do? But it's just over T.O.'s hat. I'm like, this is insane. Great yeah, story. Good. Great story yeah. there. That's the insight we want. <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. Man, yeah. Good Lord. I didn't even – man, you would have never thought that something equally as crazy could happen at, at that game after what Albert Albert did. And, you know, he, he seems like he's a very misunderstood guy. He just, really is. You know, he's always been nice to me. I mean, he – you know, he actually follows my Titans collection Instagram account. He's just, he's just not, he's just always been cool to me. Like, I i don't have anything bad to say. He, because he would have a radio show with a hit and we would see his kids and his then wife and just, they, you know, he'd always talk to people. And it was in Bellevue, which is kind of like in between Nashville, like going toward Memphis. I mean, it's, there's, there is the Bellevue Mall, which is not even there anymore. So, or, but it was just weird because, I mean, he was always really cool with that. But, just one of those things. He got a bad rap for stuff like that, and and, and that happens, I guess. I mean, you you know how that is. Yeah. yeah. People are people are you know sometimes mistakenly remembered for one thing or two things when they've had you know otherwise a pretty good stand up. Correct. Life. The one thing kind of gets you, and they just it, it, it's a you know goes it kind of you never shake that stigma or whatever it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So like presently, you know, just having you on here. Um, I'd like to ask you just a couple of questions, man. So starting with your 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 collection, how did you go about collecting all of this memorabilia, and how did it really start? Well, I started with cards, you know, because, I mean, a lot of times when you're a kid, you, you know, you start buying baseball cards, football cards or whatever. And then, you know, we started getting 
you know, people would start, you know, thinking, okay, well, I see a lot of people getting the helmet signed and all this other crap. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, where are you going to put it? Then, you know, getting a house and I'm thinking, okay, I actually have room to put stuff now. Sort of thinking, why don't I just start collecting game jerseys? That's kind of cool. And then it's just something different because you can get guys that don't have cards or don't have anything else other than those jerseys. And it's kind of cool because then you kind of have that connection with that player that I have a jersey that player wore. And then ends up being something that turns into getting more of them because you start really, yeah, I guess when you collect something like that, it's fun to do it. And it's almost like a challenge. Like, okay, can I get something else? Can I get something else cool? And, you know, the more players you end up liking, it's kind of like, it's hard to explain it. The more players you end up liking, you kind of get a chance to, can I want to get a jersey of theirs? Can I get one? If so, how? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah. it's almost like, it's not like a personal competition, but it's like, it's just, it's just fun to do. I mean, if you collect anything, like people, pretty much everybody collects something, I think, but just a matter of what. Yeah, for sure. And man, you are, I mean, you're the, you're the man cave king of, of Titans, uh, of the Tennessee Titans. 100%. Sure. Not even close. I mean, <laughs> who's the close second? I, don't, I can't think of anybody, so. I mean, it is fun, mind. though, because, I mean, like you said, the man cave, it, it's cool to have a, not, a good looking man cave and then to be able to put your own twist on it and stuff like that. I think it makes it fun because, you know, it's a cool, it, it's almost like you have something you can share with other collectors. Even I, I try to make it in a way that, even people that don't like sports or even collect anything can come in and look at it and say, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's some really good insight on, on how you're collecting stuff and whatnot. We've, I really enjoyed listening to that stuff because I'm more of a – I wish I had the space to do it. I really do. I, I love to have a man cave, but uh, I just don't have it with a few children in the house. But really, what I really want to hear from you is maybe, maybe a prediction on the Patriots game this week and what you expect. And uh, going forward from that, and maybe the rest of the season's outlook. Man, well, I'd say this. Um, I don't. I predicted the Titans to beat the Texans, so I'm going to be the first person to ask, but I'll try. Um, <laughs> I do. I, that gives me one question, though. What is? Do we anybody know what Vrabel's record is coming off a loss? Because I think it's pretty good. I don't think he's lost back-to-back games as a head coach. I don't think so either. Makes you think. Hmm. Like I think I feel like the Titans are going to win because. That's just what they do. They're counted out. People are down on them now, so they'll come out and win. And I don't know, God, I, as far as score, I mean, I think I think it'll be close, but I think they'll win. I, I don't know. I hate to predict score because if I think it's going to score high, like you see like a game, okay, the Chiefs and Rams, okay, this should be a, a, a blowout, a shootout, and then it's going to be like 13-16. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. But I think the Titans, I mean, all they have to do, we were, t- we were talking to Mouton about this this weekend, like all they got to w- do is win four more games, and twelve's a, if twelve's a magic number, then and gets you a first round bye, then you just got to win four games. That's you, surely you're going to be Houston next time around. They're not going to get swept by Houston. They beat Jacksonville. That's two. I mean, if they beat one of the two next teams, it's the hardest games they play with Pittsburgh after New England. Then you've got to beat the 49ers or the Dolphins. That's all you got to do. I mean, I say all you got to do, but that's what you have to do to, to get to twelve. I mean, that's. They've had harder yeah. roads to get there before. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree with Preston. I think I think that you know this game right here is going to be a a real gauge of like how it's going to be like a chess match between Vrabel and Belichick. Belichick is notor- notoriously known for taking away your best player and your best weapon, and he has a challenge because you know who is our best player right now? 
Good, good luck trying to figure that out because it could be anybody, literally anybody. Golden could Tate. Go ahead. I may actually play this Sunday. That's just crazy. I mean, because people were saying, well, they won't promote him that quickly. They did Adrian Peterson. I mean, yes, it's, anything's possible. And man, I hope they, I hope they bring him back to the practice squad. I mean, it was the right decision to probably let him go because Hilliard looked good and Foreman's looked good. And you have McNichol coming back. But man, I want to see AD come back. I mean, somehow I just, I don't think it'll happen, but I would love to see it. But, I would just love to see the two running backs in the backfield for two thousand yards. I, I mean, that's never happened before. Oh yeah, put man, and then just one one play where they have a split backs with Henry and Peterson in there. Yeah, God, that would be so, sick. I mean, that's a sick photo. That would in my be mind. awesome. You know, yeah. right behind Tannehill, split backs. That would look awesome. Yeah, God, that would be awesome. Um, you, you, so you don't want to give it? You don't want to give a score, Preston? You don't have to, okay, you, don't you know to. what? Let's do it. Um, I'd say. 32-20 Titans. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a more lofty one than I'm I'm, I'm probably going to give them. I think I think the Titans are are going to win this game somehow. It's just what they do. Uh, we lost the Jets. We won six games in a row. It's unexplainable at times, but it, it just feels like it's going to happen. I'm going to go a really weird score. I'm going to go 29-24 Titans. Oh yeah, we're pretty close in score. I mean it's. That's pretty close. I mean, then again, I heard a stat on the way back, on the way home from Titans Radio that said the Titans have, or the uh, Patriots have given up 13 points total their last mm. three games. Ooh, it's mm. kind of a seven, seven to one team, six to one team, and then zero to the Falcons. I mean, at some point, I mean, they're playing hot. Uh, they're they're hot right now. So at some point, they're going to hit a, a roadblock. Why not? Why yeah. not us? Exactly. Uh, um, I think I'm going to go with the the Titans. 21 to 13, and I think the Titans get a defensive score to really win the game. That, that's just that's where I'm going. I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring slugfest. I think we can really neutralize Mac Jones and their guys. So, I, th- I think it's going to be 21-13 with a defensive score. I, You know, and I think I, – I, I like that pick, too. I, I think our defense has just been so underrated this year. I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Byron picks off the rookie. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. And does anybody – I mean, I don't know if we have an update on David Long, but we need him back. Bad, bad. Right, not, you know, nothing would surprise me, honestly. I mean, after the last eight weeks, I mean, literally nothing would surprise me. Yeah, it, it would it, – and A.J. Brown, too. I saw a Rappaport's report on his x-rays came back negative, but I knew he was going to get a CTE scan – or CT scan. Um, so that's at least partially encouraging. Uh, you know, I mean, Vrabel plays these things really close to the chest. Is from he's from that Belichick era, or like you know, injuries aren't supposed to be common knowledge. He believes they're like more personal life kind of things, and I, I kind of agree with that to an extent. But I mean, God, there's never been—I don't think there's ever been a team this ravaged by injuries. And we, the Week 13 buy sucks. The NFL yeah. needs to get rid of that completely. It, it should come. It should come no later than Week Nine. I mean, especially when you with the addition of an extra game. I mean, there's literally no point in that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, it's just for them to have Titans have had 84 and counting players. They had 13 roster moves today. I mean, they've already. Set, I think they've already set the record for most players using a season. They're gonna push that record out of reach probably. And it's crazy that they that they're even in that position and that they're eight and three. I mean, I, they lost the Texans. It sucks, but you know what? They're ba- they're bound to lose one. Who who actually thought they're gonna go? from that point winning that first game after the Jets to not losing a game until February. Nobody. You know what I mean? It's going to happen at some point. Just get it over with now. 
I agree. And it's kind of, you know, in a way, it would have been – it would have made more sense if the Titans had dropped one of those NFC games. But it, I think I like the power statement that the Titans are making by winning those two games in the way they did and then coming around and losing to a team, you know, that you, we shouldn't lose. It kind of, it, it kind of, if anything, brings back that narrative that the Titans play better as underdogs. And That's I feel it. like we, I, I like that, you know, the silver lining of losing to the Texans. You never want to lose to, a, you know, an AFC South rival. But at the same time, the Texans aren't competing for anything. I mean, they compete. If anything, they hurt themselves more by winning that game than, than sure. losing it with the draft capital position. And, you know, but anyhow, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Titans beat the, beat the Patriots, go into that bye week, activate Julio Jones off that short term IR, get him out there, go in there into Pittsburgh and beat Ben, ben Roethlisberger noodle arm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> I would love that. And I would love that. I'd be A awesome. shot at Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> God. He's a, he's a bad guy. He's Trent, a bad Dilfer, guy. Trent Dilfer and Ben Roethlisberger, not friends of the show. No, you're not, <laughs> not, not welcome. Man. Trent Dilfer's not welcome. Lo- and local coach, he, coach, he coaches at uh, Lipscomb Academy, which right, is at Nashville. Yeah. It's just, I mean, if that was that one thing with that kid, though, if that kid, which is actually, wasn't it like Jake Peely's kid or David Aker's kid, one of the one of the kicker's kids that former NFL is on the staff, I'm trying to remember who it was. No, Phil Dawson, excuse me, Phil Dawson's kid. I mean, if that kid – didn't, if a kid I was coaching didn't listen to me, I probably would be pretty upset too. But the fact that cameras are everywhere, I mean, you, you almost, you, I don't know. It's that, that's, oh, that, that's a hard one. That's that old school yeah. mentality, though. You and know, that's just how he's coached too. But, so, yeah. But I mean, it would, there's people that are not. It wouldn't bother me. But I mean, that's mm-hmm. not even why I'm not, I have the beef with, with Trent Dilfer. It's, uh, you know, I saw a comparison of people comparing Tannehill to Dilfer. And I'm like, oh, no. Dilfer. Yeah, Tannehill's way better than Dilfer. Way better. That's not even close. I mean, that's like insane. It's like yeah, mental it, illness to compare those two. That's that's like – I mean, just look at the stats alone, Tannehill's stats. I mean, Dilfer's never done in a season what Tannehill has. That's it's just – that's insane. No. But, yeah. Dilfer, Dilfer's one of the worst quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl. Maybe the worst quarterback. The worst quarterback. Yeah. Or at least good Bowl. quarterback, I guess. I don't know how you yeah. would word it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, great but, analyst, great analyst. I like him on TV, but maybe not as an NFL quarterback starting caliber. Anyway, 100%. yeah, I agree. Um, but dude, Preston, again, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Um, every, everybody, give a nice shout out to Preston Penn, uh, tight, literally Titan super fan, the biggest fan I know, um, best man cave I know. Preston, thank you so much for for spending some time with us on the podcast. You're always welcome, um, and always tighten up. Uh, tighten up, man. I appreciate you guys having me. You guys have a good night. And if you ever need anything, just hit me up. I'll uh, I'll jump on if I'm available. Yes, sir. Right. Thank you, man. All right. Y'all have a good one. Tighten up. Tighten, tighten up. up. And, uh, guys, that's been another uh, episode of Talking Two-Tone uh, with me and Asher. And we were joined by our good friend Preston Penn. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you like this content, we're going to have a lot more of it. Um, just Talking Titans, man. We, we're really enjoying this. And um, we we're really thrilled by the, the 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 follows and the plays we've had, and uh, I think we're going to grow this with you guys. And we're really, really thankful for you guys. So, Asher, if you've got anything to say, we'll close this episode out. Let's go up into Foxborough and let's punch them in the mouth. I want to go in there, and you know, look, I'm an Alabama alumni, but I could care less about Mac Jones when he plays the Tennessee Titans. All right, let's go up there. <laughs> let's punch him in the mouth. 
Let's go up there. Let's take two minutes off the clock again. Let's ice the game. Let's end the game on a pick six. Let's go there and show them what it's like to play the Tennessee Titans. Yes, sir. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up. We'll just – 